All right, Austin, here we go. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're probably super busy getting a lot of media requests right now on the heels of your second national championship. And while I have you in front of me, I just want to congratulate you on a, an awesome career at the University of North Carolina, or as many would call it, the University of National Champions. So I just want to say congratulations there. And, you know, one thing I like to do at the beginning of episodes or interviews is kind of list off accolades or accomplishments that the person sitting in front of me has accomplished but I think if I think if I do that we'd be here for a while so so I want to ask you and I want to start here with what award accolade accomplishment means the most to you and maybe not so much the award but what it's meant I mean I'd say definitely the top award that I've achieved is uh, being a national champ, I mean, it's the pinnacle of NCAA wrestling and pretty much all folk style wrestling. So I'd say that one, but another special award for me has been Athlete of the Year at UNC. Um, I feel like wrestling as a sport is very undervalued. So to be able to be the top athlete at a school of, like you said, University of National Champs is a huge accomplishment to me and has been special to me. To understand Austin O'Connor today in 2023 what what context can you give in kind of the early years whether it was wrestling in your IKWF days early high school days what what context do we need to know from maybe an early event maybe a, uh, a match maybe it was a tournament maybe it was something in the practice room what can we grab from early years Austin to understand you in 2023 I mean, there's a lot to go into it. I've been wrestling since the time I was four years old. So um, right off the bat, I started as a competitive wrestler. Um, always wanted to win. I had an older brother growing up, so always wanted to be able to achieve more than him. Kind of if he won something, I wanted to win it too. And I mean, I just started out pretty good at a young age and um, I wanted to continue having success. And I needed some kind of uh, help getting into college and um, I knew wrestling could take me there. So, yeah, you've been wrestling for a really long time, since I think four years old, about four yeah. years old. four years old, yeah. I had a coach at, at Revis um, who won two state titles, went on to wrestle at Virginia Tech, and he, you know, one thing that, I, that surprised me from someone who kind of wished I had as much, you know, as many accomplishments as someone like him or someone like you, he had mentioned something, and it was pretty interesting that at one point the, the spotlight kind of got kind of got old for him pretty early. I think you've had the spotlight on you from, from an early, early age, maybe even your IKWF days. How has that maybe not affected you, but how have you handled it? Um, and when did you realize, like, okay, like, there's, there's eyes on me now? I mean, honestly, I just have always welcomed it. Um, from the time I was very young, I, once it was the end of the season, it was postseason, and all eyes on, were on me. Um, I knew I was going to be competing at my best. There was no one going to be able to stop me. So um, just kind of having that mindset from an early age, being in those positions before where uh, I've had had those big matches and um, just the expectation to do well. And I just have always gone out there and performed. So going back to your going back to your high school days, your coach is there. And, and coming from you know, south side of Chicago, how cool is that to have – 
maybe put some, some South Side of Chicago on your back. I know you have a lot of eyes on you, um, you know, from St. Rita and kind of the programs around here. You're obviously very well known. And um, how cool is that to kind of carry that on your back? Um, yeah, I mean, it means a lot to me. So, I mean, those are some of the best people I've met growing up and up until now. Um, I had a lot of people from my high school even driving out to, um, they all rented an RV and came and watched me at the national tournament. My coaches from high school were there. Um, I mean, that's just my family. I've grew up out there and uh, just, I don't know how I live. And um, I just appreciate all those people and they're all, all great people that have around me and have got me to where I am today. What's something, in staying in your, your high school kind of days, what's something that that you think you took or has helped you the most um, kind of in your collegiate career, something that, that you established early on, something you, you learned, heard, worked on early on that kind of transpired into your collegiate career? Um, I don't know if I've realized it in high school, but the one thing I found out very quick when I came to college is that consistency is key. So in my daily life, I'm not doing the wrong things, I'm eating healthy, I'm coming to practice, just all the small details add to becoming a national champ. If I don't have one aspect of my life correct, even if it's school, if my school is not where it needs to be, I can't compete. And um, I just hold myself at a high expectation to do well in every aspect of my life. So even just from not competing, um, I want to do well just because that's who I am as a person. And it's helped me stay consistent in everything in my life not just wrestling but school outside of school just in my diet and everything else and so yeah I'd say that's the biggest thing that I've had to learn I, I've always done it from a high school age as well but when I got to college it really hit me because that's what separates great athletes apart from everybody else. For someone looking for consistency in any line of work wrestling baseball school where do they start like is there you know, one thing I've, I keep kind of going back to is um, motivation, but but the feeling of motivation, it feels like is almost like it's never there when you actually need it. So how do you mm-hmm. kind of build those healthy habits to remain consistent in anything that you're doing? Another thing I learned when I got to college, too, is just that um, you got to... Uh, you got to be wanting to do it for yourself. You can't be doing it for anybody else. You have to... When you come in, everything in your training, and you got to be true to yourself too. If you're not true to yourself and you're saying, oh, I went hard today, but you know really deep down that you weren't really going that hard, then that's kind of what sets you back a little bit. You could come in and every day tell yourself you did great and tell others you did great, but at the end of the day, you got to look yourself in the mirror and just be like, did I actually give it my all today or was I holding back a little bit? And I think what made me overcome that was when I came to – even in high school, as uh, growing up, my dad kind of pushed me really hard, and he was a big aspect of my life of competing, and I always wanted to do good for him, do good for other people, and um, kind of made me not really like the sport as much. And in pre- uh, positions like you were talking about earlier with your coach, that the spotlight kind of got too bright, it kind of almost makes people cave in those moments a little bit. And, I mean, I live for it. I know I've done everything in my life the correct way so when I put myself in a position where I'm at the national tournament I'm in the national finals I know I'm going to perform because my my training was consistent 
my school, my entire life was consistent and I was doing the right things. And at the end of the day, I could look myself in the mirror and just be like, I'm here because I'm expected to be, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. And yeah. Something you said was kind of stood out to me, doing it, doing it for yourself. I think one, one place where I, I kind of messed up, at least in, in my career, was as soon as I saw myself we were actually in the same kind of rankings class. You were obviously up at the top at number one. I was, once I hit like number nine, I was like, okay, this is really cool, man. Like I, you know, I hope there's, um, you know, I hope someone from Matt Men is out watching this tournament or, you know, and that's, I think that's one thing where I kind of tripped up on is I, I wasn't yeah. doing it for myself. Um, mm -hmm. how, 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 how often have you seen that? Or maybe, maybe not teammates, but just around the sport or other sports, people looking for this external motivation that that you know won't last have, have you seen that yeah i've seen it in every sport i mean it happens all the time you just gotta like i said just stay true to yourself and um the spotlight can be a little difficult sometimes i mean you start getting attention and like I, after my first national title i started getting the podcast and everybody wanted to interview me and everything and at the end of the day i know what i just did was probably the biggest accomplishment of my life and that motivated me more to get to my second title and I just knew nothing else was going to get in the way besides I was going to come in I was going to stay consistent and I was going to do what I needed to get done to be a national champ again I forgot I think I heard it somewhere or I read it somewhere that at some point you were ranked I think maybe coming into this year you were ranked like fourth at some point and they threw it up in the in the practice room on the wall or something and kind of circled yeah. it I think that's yeah. I think you found kind of this healthy balance of that healthy motivation, healthy external motivation where you can take that, but you know that you're still doing it for yourself, but you can kind of use some of these things as fuel. Is that, do you see it as kind of healthy motivation uh, when you see things like Yeah, like I was saying before, like I was saying before, I know my potential. I know like the things I do in the practice room, like I get upset if one person takes me down. So I mean, if I go out there, I, I know that it's going to be a fight to just get a single point on me. I gave up four points this year, and I still have a hard time kind of swallowing that because, I mean, they're very close calls to where I don't even think I got scored on. So, um, I mean, just coming in the practice room and just knowing that what your goals are and how you're going to accomplish it, um, you just have to be dedicated and coming in and doing that every day. And... Like I said, for me, that feeling of doing it kind of boosted me and elevated it to, uh, I need to get it done again. And, uh, yeah. And so if you if you hate giving up points, I can only imagine what, what losses feel like. What line, you mm -hmm. haven't done much losing in your career, but kind of dating back to your, you know, even four years old, what loss sticks out to you the most and what have you taken the most from maybe one specific loss or a, a series of losses along the way? Um, there's probably two that stand out to me in my college career. Um, Peyton Robb from Nebraska. I never really got a chance of redemption at that. Um, and then Micah Jordan. It's hard to beat me once, and he was able to beat me twice. So that one was really a tough pill to swallow. And I was the freshman coming in that year too, a redshirt freshman. So he was a six-year senior, and, I mean, he just had my number. Um, I would have liked to see how that match would turn out maybe a few years down the road when I get a little bit more experience. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a six-year wrestling a freshman in the finals, so um, it happens. And 
I don't know. I, I probably would say those two stuck out the most just because I hate losing and I'm never going to be able to get those ones back. So I'm going to carry those with me. But I mean, that's just like another motivation to uh, keep pushing me in my training that I don't want to feel that um, hurt of losing again. One thing I, I go back to a lot is I think a lot of things I'm doing right now in my life, whether it's career, you know, personal, family, stuff like that. I've taken a lot of, I think I wouldn't be able to have accomplished as much as I have without wrestling. I think it's taught me a lot of just discipline. Uh, you got to wake me you know, a lot of early mornings. Um, and I'm curious as to what, what have you taken in your life from wrestling and kind of applied it in other areas? I know consistency might be one. I know you're, you're big on consistency, but what else have you taken um, from wrestling and apply that to other areas? I mean, consistency, but also, I guess, just my hard work ethic. I mean, I come in and I'm ready to scrap every day and just push the pace and see what my limits are and um, just pretty much take that with me for everything. I mean, people are starting to see that wrestlers are the best um, employers in the world. And, like, people, I feel like wrestlers are start, starting to get hired more and more, and that's just because of the work ethic we have. And um, I think the sport of wrestling itself is – taught a lot of people uh, valuable life lessons of just having a hard work ethic and nothing's going to be handed to you. You have to work for it. So I, I would hold that as close second besides consistency. A lot of work ethic required to bounce back from your, your injury. Um, what do you tell someone right now if you had a chance to talk to someone who was is in that because there's I mean it's a story that that does play itself out a lot in sports is someone who has reached some of the highest levels has a pretty significant injury you having gone through that and then gone on to repeat and maybe even excel even further than what you were what do you tell someone who's in that situation right now who is, has reached uh, a place that they want to get back to but they're um, sitting in, in physical therapy right now or they're at the hospital right now, um, just got news that their season's over right now. What, what, do, you, what do you want to tell that person? Um, I'd say keep your goals high still and just keep fighting for whatever, whatever you want to accomplish. Um, like I was talking about, if you stay true to yourself and in your training or in every aspect of your life and you're, you're not holding yourself back by telling yourself that you're doing the best, if you're actually getting the most out of everything, eventually I have seen a payoff in every aspect of my life. Um, even in school, I didn't ever expect to get a master's degree. And I was like, you know what, I have a sixth year, I have an opportunity to take my education to the next level, um, and I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna figure out how to get through it, even though uh, school is not the, my favorite aspect of life that I like to do, so. Yeah, just keep fighting through, and eventually everything's going to pay off if you stay true to yourself. We see a lot of your career, obviously, has been documented. Um, you know, you are, you know, when people think Austin O'Connor, they, they think wrestling, right? They think national champion. But who, who is Austin O'Connor off the mat? Who, like, what does he like to do? How does he like to spend his time? Stuff like that. It's a pretty tough question. I mean... The last six years, wrestling, I'd kind of say, has held a high aspect of my life. So it was kind of everything revolved around wrestling because I knew I wanted what I wanted to do. But at the same time, um, 
I feel like I have pretty good morals of um, I want to be a great person. I want to um, one thing I've learned from North Carolina is kind of networking and being able to like talk to people better. So I uh, like to be able to um, make good impressions on people and uh, just be the best person I can be. And coaches, had a lot of coaches, a lot of great coaches throughout your your career. Who who do you think has I don't want to say meant the most or done the most for you, but if you were to um, let's say this person did not know you'd won a national championship, who are you calling? Who are you who are you thinking um, first? I saw the last question was hard, but I don't know if I could choose a coach. I mean, I, I, person, I'd probably say my parents are brother just because they've probably have had the most sacrifices in their life to get me to where I am. My brother, he's kept me competitive as I am, um, hasn't had to do as many sacrifices, but my parents are getting me to all these tournaments when I'm young, getting me all the resources I need. Even when we didn't have the money, they would find a way. They'd pick up an extra job. That they, they would do something to get me to where I needed to be. And, I mean, that's why for a while I was kind of doing it for them. I was like, I mean, they put in all this time, all this money, all this hard work, and just to show them how appreciative I was and how competitive, I, I wanted to do nothing else but win. And then, uh, but besides that, I mean... I couldn't be more grateful for any of the coaches I've had growing up. Danny Manzella, four years of high school. I mean, he's he was coming from work every day to to coach me, and like he he saw the potential in me when I was young. So he recruited me to St. Rita, and he knew I had great potential. And uh, he's kind of always told me my one job when you came here was not to fuck it up. And he's like, I did a pretty good job, and uh, I'm just glad of, glad the person you became and that I had a hand in it. And then. I mean, the resources I have here and the coaching staff I have here, I couldn't say enough about. So, yeah. What's What's next for for you? I know you you kind of hinted at some stuff and you've thrown some things out there, but um, what what can you at least say? What's What's next for you? Yeah, so I'm gonna try to stick around here for a year, help coach, just kind of give back to my team because I mean, they also helped get to where I needed to be. There were people that pushed me and. Um, helped me in my life and I changed the culture here and I want to continue to see it grow so I would like to stay around and help coach if they have a spot for me here next year and hopefully save up a little bit of money so it makes it easier when I trans- transfer over to MMA that I could just rely on training and not having to work a job and just go straight for that. Awesome well thank you again man I'm pumped I've seen you you know, wrestle against you, and, and this is pretty cool. feels like full circle for me, and, you know, watching you on TV, it seems really cool. Like I said, from the south side and seeing Rita, stuff like that, man, it's it's awesome to see you do what you're doing. So just want to give you, uh, you know, your flowers and congratulate you while I have you sitting in front of me. So congratulations. Yeah, and thanks for having me on.